Hi, I'm Laura Mize from TeachMeToTalk.com. Hi, I'm Kelly Hampton. Hi, this is Chip Gerhardt, Chairman of the Board of the National Down Syndrome Society. This is Rachel Coleman from Signing Time, and you're listening to Down Syndrome Radio. 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 Good evening and welcome to Down Syndrome Radio, where you can hear three dads share what little they might know about raising children with Down Syndrome. Uh, this is episode 25, recorded on uh, January 6, 2014. We have a wonderful guest for you tonight from uh, DS Connect from the National Institutes of Health, Lisa Kaiser. We'll get to her in a second. I'm here with my two co-hosts, Jason Kosky and Rick Kosmowski. I'm Mark Owens. We are the downright awesome dads. Jason, what do you say you uh, start us off with a quick update? From somewhere warm. Uh, it's it's pretty great. It is fabulously warm here while the rest of the country is uh, suffering. I watched a few of those um, playoff football games yesterday. We saw, you know, frozen tundras and um, breath, you know, warm, steamy breath in the, in the cold, cold weather um, after after having been at the beach earlier in the day and at a park, um, you know, with shorts and a t-shirt on. And, uh, you know, the, the sunshine tax uh, of Southern California is pretty worth it right about now. Great. Glad to hear it, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty good. Too. How's What's it that? Going? You got the playoff win and the sun. Uh, yeah. How, how's yeah, the you know, I, I, I'm coming around on these San Diego teams. It's I, I grew up in New York, and so it's it's very hard for me to to root for for any other team. But I, I actually found myself rooting for the Chargers yesterday, and the the San Diego State Aztecs beat Kansas in Kansas yesterday basketball, which was a really big deal too. So it was a big big day for for San Diego sports yesterday. How, how about the Dex man? You got him a jersey, and he's doing all this rooting. Dex, eh, not really. He's not that interested. <laughs> he likes to play, play, kick soccer ball, and do stuff like that. But uh, yeah, he'll watch for a little while, but then he'll go play with dinosaurs. Dinosaurs are our new thing now. Ooh, dinosaurs! We love dinosaurs. Yeah, so my kids never got into dinosaurs. I never understood it. But dinosaurs and the Grinch. I mean, the boy is in love with the Grinch. We read the Grinch book at least at least once a day. We have the audio songs and all that stuff from the from the from the original TV show on our phones. That when we play those uh, on occasion, <laughs> yeah, the boy loves the Grinch. Now. He loves the Grinch. All right. Yeah. All right. How about you, Rick? What's going on uh, in Delaware? Uh, we had our first sick Christmas. Oh no. I can remember in a long time. So oh, boo. that was bad. Yeah, Logan. So he's one. He had. He had the whole chest coughing thing, antibiotic. Kayla had pneumonia in one lung. She had on two antibiotics. And it happened from the Thursday before Christmas until just, you know, until school just went back today. So Kayla's finally getting back to normal mode, and they're both finishing up there. Were you, a- were you able to keep the Christmas spirit through all this, or was it a real downer? 
Well, we're, we're pretty much on the go a lot. So it was the first year we had to just kind of stay put. So that was kind of cool. Just, you know, hanging around, watching movies and, you know, just enjoying the time together. And we usually run around on Christmas Day to different places. And this year, you know, we just stay at home. So ah. um, that was kind of cool. That was kind of cool. And the kids, they held it together pretty well. So you're saying your kids might be <coughs> sick next year, too? <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yes someone will be sick <laughs> right <laughs> right uh here logan take this <laughs> uh all right well uh yeah so it was cool it was cool it was, it was a great holiday and uh, a lot of exciting things happening with the beginning of the year you know i got to do the polar bear plunge again so maybe jump in the water oh the polar bear plunge nice so did kayla join you in this did she go yeah, so that's, that's cold water yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice alright well uh, down in Richmond things are doing fine down here the schools are closed tomorrow because it's too cold actually they're they're running two hours late <laughs> I'm getting that wrong and I just we, my wife and I are just laughing and wondering how much it costs the city of Richmond in you know gross national product or whatever every time there's a school delay or whatever and how many how many parents are affected just because it's too cold I don't I don't understand the danger but that's my personal opinion. I'll leave that uh, aside. Uh, Luke's doing great. He's doing just super with his talking. Uh, he's getting a, starting to get the hang of sight words. Recently learned his phone number, which is cute as heck. Uh, I don't know that a policeman could truly understand what he's saying, but it's pretty close. Uh, so we're so we're pretty proud of him. He's doing he's doing really well. He was fun at Christmas. Rip open open up presents, not in any hurry. Paying attention to his brothers and sisters, what they were opening. He was the last one with any presents left, but uh, he loved it. It was great. That's great. All right, you guys ready to get out of business? I have another uh, announcement. I Ooh. don't think that, that we talked about this the last time, but um, but we're having another baby. Whoa! Wow! Yeah. Congratulations! Look at you guys yeah. go! Number three. Wow. It's All right, coming, mate. You excited? Um, you don't sound excited. Sound excited. I, I am. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> it, it, it go, I go through phases of reality and, and excitement. <laughs> it can't get any harder, dude. Come on. You know it all now. Uh, I don't know. And, and then now we'll be outnumbered. And that's, my, that's the big thing I'm worried about. You got to play the zone defense. Yeah. Yeah. It's no problem. If the Chargers can do yeah. it, you can do it. <laughs> We're, I think we're going to have to um, upgrade our minuscule house as well, too. Well, you could just put up a tent outside. It's not like the weather's ever been <laughs> That might work. You know, it's not that cold. That's true. All right. All right. Well, that's pretty exciting, man. I'm, um, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. We're, we, are, we are excited. What's the due date? Uh, the end of April, beginning of May. Whoa. I think, I think it's sometime Wait. in the beginning of May, but all of our kids have been uh early by oh, at least two weeks so okay. okay so uh we're looking at the end of april look at that all right all right man congratulations thanks man anything else rick can you top that <laughs> i got nothing i can't uh, i can't do better no one is pregnant in my house <laughs> <laughs> that's a very comfortable state of affairs as far as i'm concerned all right well our, our guest tonight you might have heard her uh, uh laugh a time or two uh <laughs> She has consented to join us, and uh, um, this is Lisa Kaiser. She is the Director of Legislation and Public Policy for the Eunice Kennedy Shriver National Institute of Child Health and Human Development. All that means she's really smart, and she's associated <laughs> with the DS Connect, the National Registry that we talked about many times on this and, and how, uh, how wonderful we think it is. So, uh, Lisa, welcome to the show. How are you? 
Thank you. I am doing very well. Thanks. Glad to Excited hear it. to be here. Yeah. I told you this would be fun. All right. <laughs> yes. t- tell us a little bit now about you know yourself. About us, That's right. T- tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, I am a recovering lawyer, Hmm. and I've always loved science, so I've been here at the National Institutes of Health for about 14 years, which has been, I I tell people all the time, the best thing about it is that I am never bored, ever. And I have, you know, there are new scientific issues every single day. Um, I can guarantee that members of Congress ask interesting questions Hmm. every single day. And so, since they provide our funding, uh, we have to respond to those questions. So, it's it's a very interesting job. I'm very fortunate. I also have the very good luck of working for two great bosses, uh, the de- Deputy Director and Director of our Institute. Uh, Dr. Alan Guttmacher is the Director, and Dr. Yvonne Maddox is the Deputy Director. And I'm mentioning her in particular because she chairs the... Uh, Down Syndrome Consortium, which I'll, I can tell you a little bit more about later, but I work very closely with her on the consortium. So, yes, it's it's a lot of fun. As you can probably tell from the name of our institute, uh, referencing Mrs. Shriver, uh, a huge chunk of our research is devoted to intellectual and developmental disabilities, of course, including Down Syndrome. So, I think that's why I'm here tonight. Oh, can I can I tell you a funny story about that? Sure. <laughs> so, I, I wanted to get so, somebody to talk about uh, DS Connect, and I, you know, I I've been amazed at how wonderful the community has been. When we ask, you know, we're just a little podcast or whatever, but people are always willing to spend a little time with us. Uh, it's really been amazing, and and my wife knows more about the goings on in our in our community than I do. So I asked her about it. I said, so can I just email Eunice Kennedy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was That'd only half kidding. And, uh, uh, you know, she's like, no, no. So I said, how about Yvonne Maddox? She goes, I think I think you might want to aim a little lower than that. <laughs> so, you know, I sent a general email. Uh, and, and sure enough, you guys, uh, like most of the places we've uh, we've emailed, have been have been glad to put somebody on. I thought it might be good for you because maybe we can get the word out a little bit about the Definitely. registry. Maybe we can put put aside some fears uh and all that sort of stuff so hopefully we can we can work on that together because i I don't know about the rest of you guys but i think this thing is awesome thank you no we appreciate all the help we can get all right so let's talk about uh, um about the actual registry itself so tell me like maybe how it started and the goals and uh uh, you know how we got here well that's a that's a really logical question uh We've been doing, well, as I mentioned, we've been doing Down syndrome-related research for ever since the Institute was started back in the 1960s. But in about the last 10 years, we've really tried to ramp it up quite a bit. There was a a request by Congress to develop a Down syndrome research plan, and we published it in late 2007. One of the things that we realized were that there were many, many different voices within the Down syndrome community. And so we formed this National Down Syndrome Consortium, which includes the six NIH institutes, uh, National Institute of Health Institutes. There are actually 27 of them all together. But six of them have a real interest in Down syndrome research, including ours, of course. And then uh, most of the national, the major national organizations devoted to Down syndrome. So that 
was a wonderful way for us as a big federal agency to get a little bit closer to the community and to figure out what the community really wanted, both the research community and the families. And one of the first things we heard about was we need a registry. Um, a lot of the researchers, for example, were saying, other than maybe my little local area, I don't have a good way of reaching out to families um, of people with Down syndrome. So we have launched the registry. Um, we had to issue a big government contract to do that. Uh, the contract went to a great organization called Patient Crossroads, which, as you pointed out earlier, did have experience with um, forming other uh, patient registries. And then we it took a while to work through all the kinks and everything. And mostly, and we can talk about this a little bit later, mostly to figure out the privacy issues and, and that sort of thing, because that was something, as Rick knows, we heard loud and clear from the community. Uh, where some people had some real concerns about that. And so the registry was launched in September 2006, and we're helping to really get the word out. We had this <laughs> little bit of a, a glitch, in a sense, um, not not by our doing, actually, uh, right after we launched the registry. Unfortunately, the government went into furlough, right. <laughs> and so we didn't do quite the rollout we had originally planned. So we're now just getting back up to speed, and we've got, uh, we're going to, have some webinars where people can call in uh, and learn how to use it. Um, I think it's relatively easy uh, once they know the where to look for it, but we're hoping to really help people along and answer questions that they might have. But this is a great start right here. I, I think your main uh, proponents are going to be the local Down syndrome uh, uh, associations. Because mm -hmm. you know, uh, even in ours, in uh, DSAGR, which is uh, Greater Richmond, you know, people ask us, well, how do you find members? You know, there's no way, it's not like we could say, okay, we have 90 members and there's 200 people with Down syndrome in the greater Richmond area. You have mm -hmm. no way of knowing how many there are, you know? Right, uh, right. You know, in this, in the, and there's two sides. This privacy is important. And then, you know, voluntary release of data, you know, is, is the balance. And uh, uh, that's that, that was the challenge you were facing. But I think it's these the local Down syndrome associations, if you get them riled up, then, then they'll get all their members to sign up. I, I hope that's true. That's That would be great. So what else would you like to know? Have you, are you, will you be sharing the um, the website? Yes, absolutely. Let's, <laughs> we can start with that now, but we'll do that at the end. Uh, I have it at, well, let's see. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm within my own data ready to, to, to talk about that. But if I click home there, it looks like it is uh, dsconnect.nih.gov. Is that correct? That is correct. All right. That. Well, that's where you want to go. I think if you type DS space connect into a Google bar, you'll get there pretty much instantaneously. So if you leave yeah. with nothing else, because if you're, if you're out jogging or something right now and you can't write it down, DS dash connect. Uh, make, sure this, make sure you use a space. Oh, hang on. No I'm going to do this right now, right? This, this is live. DS this space is... connect. It works. Excellent. Excellent. Look at that. Uh, well, I was going to share my experience. Did you do this, Rick? Yes, I did it on September 11th, 2013. Whoa. Excellent. Okay, so what tell us about your experience. So um, I was excited. I, I, um, I remember hearing about it at uh, the AIA conference and was really excited for this to get started because uh, for the same reasons that Lisa was saying, you know, it 
we we need to be in a level playing field with everyone else and to be able to have a place for people to go that, that makes us legit from a research perspective um, is, is key. And I just couldn't wait for this to get going. And uh, the, we were expecting to hear the announcement at uh, the convention over the summer and then, you know, the stuff with the government, like you were saying. And then um, as soon as I heard it was ready to go and good to go, I think I think it was somewhere around that September time, uh, tried it out and I uh, was lucky to see and disappointed and lucky and happy at the same time that I was the first person in Delaware to get on here and get our information <laughs> in. And um, it's crazy because you know that binder that all of our wives keep of every bit of medical information about our kid or that they most of them do? If you don't, you might want to think about doing that. that we can do another episode on that. But a medical binder on everything about your kids. So it's all in one place. Well, now you can use it for something other than <laughs> carrying it to those doctor's appointments. And uh, I thought that was kind of cool um, because I have never really dove into that binder as much. But entering it all into here was a, was a fantastic exercise because I could follow uh, you know my child's growth uh, from height and weight and uh, size and um, doctor information and uh, delivering a diagnosis and heart um, defects. Uh, Details. I mean, it, it has a lot of great specifics in addition to where you are and how old you are. Um, but I thought this is really going to help people. This is great information, and um, it's it gives you when you're done and you can realize that while I was doing it, you get this great summary, high level of all kinds of different things that are similarities or trends in the uh, community. So that's I think that's great. Uh, I don't know. So it was a really cool experience to go through. I think the the coolest thing about it, from a guy's perspective, just looking from stats and things, uh, there's just like a there's a map of the United States, and it just shows all the locations and how many people and what area uh, are registries uh, in here. And uh, it, I think that's pretty cool to see. It's real. That map has really grown since September. Which is do you, really do you remember how many how many respondents there were then? Uh, it was it was it was in the hundreds, I think, and now it's, it's way above that. Twelve hundred, I think. Yeah, it's definitely fantastic. It's definitely over a thousand. Um, I think it's really. I think it's user friendly. I think it's easy to use. I think you may not have all the information, but the good thing is you don't have to fill it all out at one time. You can just put your whatever you have or whatever you know, and uh, you know you can come back and finish the other stuff another time. So I think that's the great thing about it. It's not. There's no pressure. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it's a great way for you to contribute to the research aspect of making a better life for our kids. So we talk about uh, fundraising and raising money, and not everybody can raise a lot of money. But everybody can provide information to help uh, for our kids' futures. So this is a great way to contribute. It doesn't cost anything. It, it took me about thir- it took me and Kim about 30 minutes. And she did have a, I don't know if it was a binder, but... Uh, you know, all of those, the first time they did a pincer grasp, the first time they, you know, they were able to sit up without help and all those different milestones, quite a few of them. Uh, and she didn't have all of them, but she had most of them in one of those, uh, that Hawaii uh, early learning program or whatever it is, uh, um, thing that she had filled out a long time ago. And she whipped that out and filled it all in. It was, it was great. Yeah. That's terrific. So half an hour half an hour and then you get to see all this data and and there were other things okay so one thing that made it incredibly clear when you signed up you know uh and i thought it did a great job of um letting you know why you were doing it and what they were going to do with the data and 
you had you know responses for where to say i give permission for this i don't give permission for that you know if they come up with a new thing that helps with a certain problem and you've checked the right box then you know they'll send you an email saying hey we have a new answer for that but if you don't want any of that and you didn't click that box then you know then 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 they can't do that so it was very clear what you were and were not signing up for uh i felt that uh that was done well because that was a touchy part of the whole thing well thanks that's fantastic you guys uh you guys are poster children for for doing the registry. I love it. Oh yeah, computer things and statistics. Yeah, men are all over that. <laughs> well, but I yeah. think it's important for people to know that there, you know, there's this initial questionnaire that that that's what takes you know the the initial period of time. There also we in, included in that, and we're going to be adding more as we go on. But included in that are what we call trigger questions. So, for example, if the question is, "Have you has your child?" Um, ever been diagnosed with a congenital heart condition and you answer yes then you get a little kind of pop-up of maybe six eight additional questions but if you answer no they're not going to bother you with that so i think that helps uh, with people's time as well so i we have not yet done this um but so i don't have the experience but i'm going to ask this question anyway Is, is this intended to be kind of like a living thing where you keep updating your your child's status and and yes and, um, absolutely okay. and one of the things i wanted to be sure to mention i mean you all are dads of of very young uh for the most part children but what we're also really hoping, you know, so many people now with down syndrome are living much longer than they ever used to, which is great. But we don't have nearly enough information on those individuals. And so what we're really hoping, and maybe this is another thing the local Down syndrome groups can do, is encourage people, um, you know, across the lifespan to register. Because that will also help us and, and help us know, for example, where your kids are going and, and things that to watch out for. We can really, really learn a lot from the older individuals. So I think that that will really help. And yes, Jason, absolutely, this is meant to be updated. I think it was Rick who said something about um, the growth charts. Our understanding is that the growth charts haven't been updated for a long time so we're hoping this information once more people register will help do that mm. so, right. so just to go back to the to the list of questions that we had uh, <laughs> sure. well no we, well, we covered a lot of it but we, we said we would describe the benefits that will come out of the registry so let's try to you know let's try to let's try to list them out and make sure we get them all so there's you know there's i guess clinical information there as well right right then there's almost like um, uh, demographic information. Like I think you mentioned, Rick, when we go to talk to a congressman or whatever, we want to know how many people we got. You know, there's there's some of that as, as well. Is that correct? Maybe that's not yes. as important. But uh, no, uh, that's how do you know where people are? There's no way to know where people are. So this is this is a great way. It doesn't tell you exactly where they are, but it tells you generally. Look, I can see in my area there's a couple hundred people. And, and to yeah. me, and to I think to all of us, we've always talked. Uh, you know, since we have since we have younger children, research is very important to us. You know, not that we feel that they're gonna, you know, end this whole thing and in, in you know with a with a magic pill tomorrow or anything. But I really we really want to support research. So I guess this helps them determine uh, uh, how many people have certain certain problems and perhaps could help people get connected with uh, trial programs. Is that right? Exactly. 
That's exactly right. I mean, we are hoping that ultimately that this will really help us speed research on some of those particular conditions. Uh, and I want to emphasize, uh, we'll probably get to this with the privacy as well, but this was a major f feature that we wanted to make sure was included in the registry. Um, originally, some folks were proposing that we just throw all the information in there and people could you know, look at each other's information and all that. But the, the privacy concerns really trump that. And so the way we've got it set up now is that a researcher who is interested in contacting families uh, of people with Down syndrome will contact our registry coordinator and say, okay, here's my proposal, my, my research proposal. Do you have families in the... Um, in the whole registry that might meet these criteria and then the registry coordinator will not give the researcher people's addresses or names or anything but will contact those families and say it's up to you no pressure if you would like if you're interested you know this is something that interests you um, in terms of possibly participating in a research study here's the researchers contact information right now that that was one of the questions right so uh, you know this this uh, DS connect coordinator would, wouldn't they only pull the people who had essentially opted in to that exactly exactly right okay so and in, in and who fit the researchers criteria so right there those are two kind of major um, filters All right so it, it, as I see it a researcher can probably see the same information that I can see right now I mean theoretically they could they could make up a, a name of a child and, and get to where I am right now pretty easy right but it doesn't obviously it's like looking at uh, um, uh, census statistics you know you don't see any names or anything like that you just see you know categories and numbers of respondents there's no there's not enough information obviously to dial down to a single person there, you couldn't even come close to that so that's exactly. like the firewall exactly. between the uh, like contact information and the data itself. Absolutely. We had to go through, I, I can hardly tell you how many steps. We also had um, independent evaluators. We had the Institutional Review Board here um, all review uh, the privacy uh, of the information and get each at each level get that signed off on so we we feel fairly confident you know there's no perfect guarantees in life of course but we feel quite confident that uh, this is about as secure as you're going to get now you, you mentioned that uh, um, the company that did this also did a registry for muscular dystrophy I think it was so you know obviously there's some other registries out there that you could kind of draw experience from have any of the other ones had problems with uh, privacy no, although not all registries are set up exactly like this. Um, you know, in our experience, there are actually some, I mean, we still have to comply, of course, with HIPAA regulations and, and all that sort of thing. But, but in, and, and there are federal regulations as well on protection of human subjects in clinical research. But Having said that, I, I'm aware of some, for example, very rare, Down syndrome is not considered a rare dis, uh, condition at all, uh, but there are some uh, rare diseases where the families are so desperate to find anyone else who's going through what they're going through, they willingly share their personal information. So it's, it's, it just depends on the condition and, and what the families want. All right. Um, so, uh, again, I, I haven't done this yet, so, but, but, um, 
is this intended to is the information that's in this this database is that only what I put there or or do I you know um, fill out some sort of HIPAA thing and then and then information can be obtained from Dexter's doctors and added to this database. No, you. This one, we we also discussed that um, most clinicians these days seriously don't have time um, to fill something out like this. To be honest, the parents are the ones who have those medical binders, and right. so we felt pretty pretty confident that the parents would be the best ones uh, or the loved ones uh, if you have an adult with Down syndrome. Uh, to to fill these out, we just thought that would be better. We are going. That's one of the upcoming uh, future things that we hope to launch fairly soon is a professional portal where clinicians could go in and look at what we call de-identified. In other words, the data without names and and identifying information associated. But uh, and we figured that would help clinicians too to see those growth charts, to see some of that other information in an aggregate form. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we we had a previous guest, um, uh, Mr. Possibly Dr. Lito Ramirez, uh, and he uh-huh. was uh, interested in working on uh, a national biobank for Down syndrome. Uh, I wondered if there was some sort of a, a, a way to cross connect th- these two resources, such that uh, you know, let's say, if my son had a biological sample in the biobank, that it would be somehow connected to his record in uh, in this DS Connect? Well, that's that's a very good question. Of course, going to the end of your question first is, is of course, you would have to give permission for that because um, be biological yeah. samples are quite identifiable, so through DNA and all. But, uh, yes, we have actually had several conversations with Mr. Ramirez Uh, We also, I know that he had a big meeting to talk with other researchers from around the country uh, about a biobank. The National Institutes of Health actually already funds a brain and tissue bank at the University of Maryland. Um, That's another contract that we run. Uh, and so for for a range of intellectual and developmental disabilities. So we there are a number of resources out there. Now, none of them have yet been connected to this registry because the registry is so new. But absolutely, that's something we hope to do someday. Yeah, because I can see that you know, from a research standpoint as being a big, absolutely. big bonus. Um, I had my list out here. Uh, let's see. Let's see. So, okay, how how we can help make this uh, uh, successful. Obviously, if you're listening to this, please fill it out. Half an hour, easy. You get a lot of great information. Uh, it it made me feel part of something. It was uh, it was a really good experience. But also, you know, when you go to your local DSA, make sure you know uh, if you're if you're part of that structure, you know they put it in their newsletter, mention it at monthly meetings. You know, spread the word if you can. Uh, anything else we can do, Lisa? Well, as I was mentioning before, we we are hoping to hold some webinars. Um, if people are for any reason having trouble or have qu- just some questions, just like some of the ones you've all been asking, uh, we're going to try to schedule them through some of the national organizations in our consortium. So hopefully you you all are on some of those lists. And so that is that's one thing. We're also going to uh, do a little how-to video. 
on the registry website. It's not up yet. Right now, what we do have on the registry website, which might be helpful, is a flyer. Uh, that is, it's a PDF. It's really easily downloaded and printed. And if you are going to say a local meeting, if you could hand those out, that would be phenomenal. We're that would gonna, really help we're us a put lot. A link to this flyer. I can see it. I can see it right here, um, in our show notes. So maybe that'll help. Not that it's hard to find, but uh, uh, we can do that as well. Thank you. All right. So, uh, did you have any sort of feeling for um, how many? Like, uh, are you are you feeling like it's going well so far? Have you exceeded expectations, or are you how are you how are things going? I well, I think the th- things are going very well. We've gotten uh, we've gotten some very good feedback from people. Uh, I do want um, there are going to be a number of other uh, big meetings uh, of some of the large Down syndrome groups within a couple of months, and so we're really hoping to do another sort of push out at that point and get more people to sign up. And so. It's going pretty well, considering we, as I said, we couldn't do quite the rollout that we had expected. Um, but we're just hoping that gradually the word will get out. People will realize it's not really a, a scary thing uh, that we are going to protect their information. And and what I'm very anxious to hear about, which we haven't heard much yet because it's so new, is when researchers do start using the registry and contacting the coordinator to, you know, potentially. Uh, have families try to participate in research. I'm I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I can't wait to hear the first few stories, kind of you know success stories that come out of it. Those will help you driving people forward. I think exactly. Is that a is that a wait for a statistically valid amount, or is that a wait for someone to come to ask for information kind of thing, or how does that work? Well, that'll be it'll depend on the individual grant or the individual uh, research study, what what they will do when they, for example, apply for NIH funding to do research is they'll set out for the reviewers, they'll say, this is how many people we need to do this study. And they'll divide it up by categories, maybe age, maybe condition, you know, something like that. And then what my hope is, is that the registry will help contact the families who meet those criteria and and just make it much easier to recruit so that's 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 our hope okay so i have some uh, statistics type questions if you if you don't mind uh <laughs> do, do you think that the fact that uh let's see do you think that the, t- the type of people that would respond to a national registry skews the data in any way no, because each research study, I mean, this is not meant to be a surveillance tool. In other words, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is responsible for really judging um, using using their various um, surveillance and state and local health departments. They're responsible for judging how many people live in the United States right now with Down syndrome, what ages, you know, that kind of thing. This is meant to, I mean, certainly we hope that people of all ethnicities, all ages, you know, and all geographic locations sign up for this. Um, Because, of course, those are concerns in any research study is you want a, a broad range of folks. So that's really our main, 
the only main concern I would have is is if we just, for some reason, just don't reach a certain segment of the population. But right. I'm hoping that that won't be the case. Well, it seems like it seems like medical information wouldn't be skewed, but you know things on uh, um, milestones and and development. You know the type of parent likely to to respond is the type of parent likely to, I guess, be more active. And I guess I thought that might skew it in some in some small way. Not 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 for the medical stuff, but like I said, for the developmental stuff. Well, and we'll we'll that you're right. I mean, maybe we'll just have to see and do an extra push to to fill those out. And and, and the next you you, you you and you touched on it was uh, estimating the size of the entire population of, of right. folks with Down syndrome. And, and 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 you said it was kind of somebody's job to estimate that. Yeah, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Ah, okay. They regularly publish. Um, I'm not sure quite how often, but they do publish updates every so often. Right. So we, we talked about how difficult that was when we. It's were, very difficult. Yeah, because there's just there's just not that. So will this will this help that in any way? You think they can use this? Well, they must use many different sources and try to, you know, interpolate or whatever to to, to come up with their estimate. They do. They do. Um, there's a wonderful uh, researcher named Dr. Kirby who's from Florida, and I could get you his his information. He's been one of the ones who's really taken a close look at that and tried to to revise CDC's um, data collection and and try to get some of these numbers a little bit firmer. So 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 knowing that that number is you know kind of kind of fuzzy. What percent do you think, you know, let's say there's a thousand people right now, it definitely, you know, obviously a lot more than a thousand folks with Down syndrome in the United States, you know, would you think you could hope to get to, you know, 10%, 25, 50, 90%? <laughs> what do you think? Wow. Um, I didn't put that on my list. Of I'm not I'm sure. I think it'll depend <laughs> on how me. we get the word out. And and I I do think this is going to be partly word of mouth. And if people have positive experiences, you know, I, I should emphasize that people can sign up for the registry and then never, you know, choose never to be contacted by a researcher. That's right, fine. Right. Because what I didn't make clear is that families could be you know, contacted about participating in a research study and choose not to, the information that they provide, just the basic information in the registry, researchers can actually use that more demographic information as a basis for studies as well. Right, so, like, so, so like Rick just said, it's by registering, it, right. it helps us. It's, it's something somebody can do to help the cause without spending a cent. Absolutely. Mm, There's it. no charge. You know, I'm uh, I'm looking at my favorite thing here again, the map, and I'm, I'm backing out on it. And there's uh there's people registered all over the world. So is this more than the United States, or well, that's interesting. Or does that just look like that? Yeah, I see that. We too, haven't buddy. even pushed this out around the world yet, and people somehow got word of it and went ahead and registered. We were thrilled. We have so, listeners all over the world, so. We are hoping there, of course, are Down syndrome organizations uh, in other countries, and we are hoping to spread it even farther. I think that'd be fantastic. There's three in the center of the Pacific Ocean. It must be in like Tahiti or something. Maybe Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, must be Hawaii. Right? Must be Hawaii. Yeah. yeah good. Good. Ge good geography how on much? me. Well done. <laughs> uh, Lisa. So, how? What? What are we allowed to, sh to say to other people or share? Like, can I say there's 1,200 people? Oh, sure. In the registry? Sure. Uh, we hope it grows that... every day. Okay. 
cool. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Jason, no, this Jason, is this you could is... be the one hundredth person in California. You 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 could take yeah, yeah. them into triple digits. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I might be out of questions. You got anything else, guys? Uh, I'm just excited to hear like the first time like we can get some. We you know we hear that this is used and it was used in such a positive way that it uh, made that research happen. You know that much quicker and we're getting results and i think you know we once we can share those success stories like you're talking about more people will be into this um i think a lot of the younger families uh you know once the, the, i need you know need to know this is out there and it, it's our job to make sure that they are you know are aware you know people that are, are that are online more frequently get involved with this and get their friends to you know help their friends to be able to get involved with this and if you know, if you're listening to this and you don't have a family member or uh, with Down syndrome, but you know somebody with Down syndrome, or you know that's why you're listening, make sure you help them out to get uh, their information in here because this is only going to help people. There's really no negative out of this situation. Just yeah. like they said, if you don't want to share anything, if you don't want to be contacted, you know you choose your level, your comfort level. But really, the more information, the better uh, in this registry. Thank yeah, you, Rick. Now, now that I know that there's a map and and lots of cool statistics that I can check out, then, then I'm yeah, I'm definitely yeah. The guys, the guys cool. are beating the girls too, so Dex can help with that. Yeah, All right, right. right. Yeah. Hey, we're 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 two to one even on this uh, on this cast. You know, is what there that... so is there is there any um like little flyer or something that that's being distributed in like the new baby packet stuff? I mean, I know it's a pretty overwhelming time and and um but but i mean that's you know that's a definitely a way to get new new people involved yeah no that's a really cool idea we i know that, some uh, of the yeah. the national organizations have um you know when down syndrome's been diagnosed they have a nice pamphlet that they hand out but maybe this could go along right, but it's it's different from hospital to hospital so you, you know and this is something we do at our right. local our local association is you can't you can't tell the doctor hey let us know when you have a baby with down syndrome obviously that's not going to work but you can you can give them all of the uh, uh, the stuff so that you know if if the hospital chooses to and if you're nice usually they do you know they'll give them a packet of information a welcome gift of some sort and then you know that little folder of of, of things could have could have this in it as well but it kind of have to be locally organized you know yeah yeah Lisa if someone's looking at this and going man that's a lot of stuff to fill out and I don't I want it to be accurate you know. And I'm worried I don't have all the right information. Would you tell them just to, just to you know, register your, your, you know, your family member with Down syndrome, put answer the questions to the best you can, come back to it. Or? That absolutely, and just what you pointed out before, you can save your information um, and come back. Any bit of information helps. Of course, the more you fill out, the better. Uh, we're gonna. We hope to have some other, as I mentioned, some other special. Uh, modules, uh, additional sets of uh, small sets of questions. For example, one of the things we learned um, pretty early on, we heard from a number of families who said, "What? Why haven't you asked more about leukemias?" And so we're developing a set of questions. We're having them reviewed right now uh, that will ask more more details about about that condition. Uh, as as 
children, well, especially uh, your daughter, uh, gets a bit older uh, as they go through adolescence. We're going to have some special questions about uh, reproductive health and that sort of thing because it just, I, I hear from so many people that um, some clinicians are very familiar and some clinicians are less familiar with special needs of, of kids with Down syndrome. So we really hope, uh, we also hope to sometime uh I hope sooner rather than later uh, get this all translated into Spanish because uh, we realize that could Ooh, be a yeah. barrier for some yeah. folks mm -hmm. uh, participating. And then in terms of, I mean, we are really trying to make this a two-way street. So number one is please tell people if they have any difficulties or if they have any questions, we really, or if they like something, you know, we really would like to have the feedback. Um, that's very important. And we also uh, have a new feature that we are, hope to roll out, which is um, if someone's interested, and again, this is an opt-in. You don't absolutely have to get this and be bothered by it if you don't want it. But uh, we hope to have some general healthcare reminders. And especially as people get older with, with Down syndrome that and become maybe trend more toward independent living, that might be a very helpful feature for them. So That's we really idea. we're trying to right. make this um, as vibrant as possible. Well, we had uh, Dr. Velody on. He mentioned that there was these health guidelines that had recently been updated or whatever for children with right. Down syndrome, and they had, you know, at certain certain uh, times of life, certain recommended tests and uh, I don't know some other things to look out for. If you could pair those together, and it would obviously be an opt-in kind of a thing. Hey, that's pretty cool. I like that. Well, good. I Ooh, will the, send that back to the creators. The, the other thing I liked was that uh, uh, when when it was given all the parts where you were given consent, uh, it said specifically if your child is eight years or older and you know able to understand that you discuss it with them, and it had another checkbox for their consent as well. That's which right. I thought was pretty cool. Very cool. Uh, Lisa, is this only for people with Down syndrome, or are you do having uh, parent information or sibling information or anything like that on here as well? Uh, that may grow eventually. Right now, um, this is about the person with Down syndrome, whether it's yourself. Uh, we have a wonderful guy, Mitchell Levitz, on our National Down Syndrome Consortium. And he's a self-advocate, and he filled this out. He did, uh, his father uh, worked with him on it, and he wrote me back right away. I asked, He was actually one of our beta testers. It was great. And so uh, so I think, I think people with Down syndrome can do this themselves, possibly, you know, if they don't have their medical records, maybe with some, some assistance. You, know, you ought to put them on the helpline when you call. You know, you talk to him. That's and he right. Could, he could, he could walk you great. through it. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. <laughs> All right. I think I'm good, guys. You guys got anything else? Great information. Oh, anything you. else you yeah. want to plug? Let's Very have. useful. Let's thank you. That. I can't thank you enough for this chance to talk to you guys. It's dsconnect.nih.gov. Lisa, thanks for all you do. It's super. Thank you. Do you want to uh, stick around for the end of the episode with us? Absolutely. And uh, share some, uh, some moments <laughs> of the week and whatnot. <laughs> um, all righty then. So ready to move on to that, you guys? Sure. Yeah, just, so, uh, uh, Jason, you got a you got a moment related to this baby or something else, or still I'm still um, reeling from the news. No, no, I have a I have a. I've been trying to figure this out. I, I I always slack off on this sort of thing. 
But um, I think it was last night or the night before, before right right around bedtime, you know. And I do this all the time, but um, just recently Dexter has started responding. So I always say, you know, night Dex, I love you. And and so like I think it was last night or the night before he he said. I love you, Papa, and it was just great. Oh, you know, it's just awesome. a, it's a super, super feeling. It is, too. man. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Yeah, <laughs> you need to get a sound bite. So next time you put him to sleep, bring your bring your iPhone with you, you know, and uh, secretly record him without his permission, and then we'll we'll play. <laughs> I will have to do that. He says some some interesting things too. Now he's also got another moment. He's also got this way of of making it seem like something that he wants was your idea and he's just agreeing to it now too like he'll say <laughs> going back to the grinch thing he'll say grinch and i say oh do you want to hear the grinch and he said yeah okay <laughs> like it's like, good idea like i'm suggesting it to him and and he's <laughs> just kind of like yeah that sounds okay i guess so so he's going into sales awesome yeah mm. that is awesome are you going to me? Sure, man. What do you what do you got? <laughs> uh, kind of a similar kind of thing. Um, Kayla for Christmas wanted an iPod Touch. She's only been talking about iPod Touch forever, so she has an iPod Touch, and now um, she has on there. She wants to text people, and she wants to Snapchat, which is like oh, this no. thing that gives you like a ten second picture. And she she sent like a ten sec second picture. So I had no idea. Uh, what level she would be able to do with texting and Snapchatting, but on iPod Touch you can get like a free phone number and be able to text people or whatever. So, so like um, like Jason's story, I got my first text that said "I love you, Daddy" the other day. Oh, she'll daughter. never speak to you again. Awful. Just just by text, that's all you'll get. <laughs> He's texting me. Yeah, right. Now we're talking. Right, and then I get all these random pictures from her um, during the day now. Of well, it's not during the day. After she gets home from school. Like of her face or of her eye. <laughs> you awesome. got it for like three seconds and it goes away and you send a picture back there. Oh, right. So. You only get to look at it for a few seconds and it goes away. Yeah. That yeah. That's right. That's right. So you guys, you guys will be there soon enough. I don't, who knows when it'll be when, you're, when it's your time for that. But. No, my, my, my kids do that as well with the iPod touches and the text oh, yeah. or whatever. And it only works when they're on Wi Fi, but it, it is kind of nice because, you know, Yes. Even though my children don't have phones, when we're out, you know, and the babysitter's at home, we text. We text my daughter, and she she texts back and tells us this. You know, she's our snitch. It's awesome. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, and well, it's all. And what this is all for us is we have grandparents that are far away, so now she's like FaceTime and Skype, and you know, her favorite teachers. She's like, I'm gonna FaceTime them. So like, everyone, watch out. Like even you three on the call does Kayla. Maybe popping up on your phone soon because she's <laughs> just going Classic. after everybody. Classic. It's the coolest thing. So it's been it's been a lot of fun watching her do that. Oh, yeah, that is a good time, man. Although I think that sooner or later we're gonna have at least I have some older children as well, a big one on internet security or something because that yeah. stuff's awesome. But it kind of scares me a little bit as a father too. You know, you gotta be a, yeah, you gotta be a oh, yeah. you gotta you gotta know what's going on. Uh, okay, so Luke's moment is a big thing lately is he likes to pretend or, or tend as he calls it. So he'll say, you know, I tend mommy or I tend daddy. 
uh, and he really likes to pretend to be daddy. And the one thing, and you, this this is how you get to see how your children see you when they pretend to be you. The things <laughs> that they choose to do, you know, <laughs> when he pretends to be my wife, he's he's sitting on the couch typing or whatever on the laptop, or he'll be doing you know some 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 household thing or whatever. When he pretends to be daddy, all he ever does is leave the house. When he pretends daddy, he he puts on one of my ties and my shirts or whatever. And uh, the, the the one that uh, the particular moment was when he he said something that I hadn't heard him say before he goes bye honey <laughs> it's not a word he'd ever used before and he said to me obviously you know like it would be like i would say it to 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 my wife as i was leaving and uh it was it was particularly cute because it was the premiere of a new word <laughs> and uh the circumstances were pretty funny so there's some good pictures of him dressed up as me leaving the house all right well there you go uh, let's see. So anything else before we wrap up? Let's see. So thanks, people, for spending an hour with us. Uh, we're the Downright Awesome Dads. This is Down Syndrome Radio, which you can get to at downsyndromeradio.com. Uh, if you type in Down Syndrome Podcast in iTunes, you'll find us there as well, uh, as well as Dr. Velody's wonderful podcast as well. Uh, we uh, uh, can't thank enough Lisa Kaiser, uh, dsconnect.nih.gov. Anything else you want to say? Quick uh Lisa, for the end here. Just thank you and please register. Thank you and please register. You heard it here first. Um, all right. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks again. I'm walking quietly as I pick a, a song to close out on. <laughs> and also, does, does Lisa want to put in a moment? Oh, I, oh, you know what? I did? Oh, I messed up. <laughs> I, that's where I was going. You know, I can't be trusted for a minute. What do you say, Lisa? What do you got? Oh, my goodness. You must have been thinking oh, while we were doing this. My moment, I have to say, I have this gorgeous teenage daughter, and my moment was I was cooking Christmas dinner for everybody and pretty much frazzled, and she stepped right up and said, reporting for duty, and wow. help me like you wouldn't believe. She was fabulous. Awesome. Oh, my that God. Awesome. What's the trick for that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh. That that's is a moment. Fantastic. Boy, I, that's a moment I could stand to have every day. <laughs> well, Lisa, I do apologize for skipping you over. My only that's excuse is that I was, I, got I, to tell it. I was searching my iTunes library for the closing yes. song and trying to talk at the same time. And Now you can tell her it's immortalized in the podcast. Look at that. Yeah, there right. you go. This, and my wife would be like, see? You always... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a great one. And I didn't not, mean not... to get you into trouble, yeah. sorry. It's, no, that's it's, perfect. It's just fine. All righty, here we go. Take care. Thanks, you all. Thank you, Lisa. That 54 minutes. First time we finished in less than an hour in a while. All right.